Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! I am starting my pickleball training regimen, Al. It yeah. starts next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like one of those things that you say, diet starts next week, but I'm, yeah. I'm going to do it. Taylor, when's our tournament? Does our tournament start? Is it the following weekend? Is that when it is? We talking pickleball? Yeah, yeah. Our tournament that we're driving to in Tahoe. Oh, I don't know, Slee. Okay, thank you. you. Fill me in on that <laughs> one. For your time. I thought you talking about the actual one. I don't know when that is either. <laughs> I'm just showing up on the day, and I'm gonna. I can, you know. Okay, I, beat you guys ba- with the frying pan if I have off to. Of base, <laughs> based off of. I like that idea. You play with a cast iron, just kind of hitting <laughs> rockets back at other people. <laughs> you got people walking around. You can't can't stop them. You just can't stop Taylor. Um, based on what we were doing when Chris was here on Tuesday, yeah, I need some practice. It's the distance and the all that. I I, I need a little bit of work. So you're in a weird spot because you need to have somebody to play with. Yeah, pick up pick up pickleball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's like a. You should go there. I, you know what you should do, Emily. Yeah. See if you can help out with this. Google like pickleball partners in the Pasadena area. I guarantee yeah, not doing that. there's something I'm just showing there. up to the court. But you'll be standing there by yourself with your final. Yeah, I'm going to find something to be like, yeah, can you come pick me up? You'll, I'm over by the, you don't have to meet by the Rose Bowl. Take a ride. <laughs> just show up and hit the ball back and forth with What's somebody. What's going on with dinner? Get Lady Slee a paddle and go out there and just hit fine. it back and forth. Actually, says, Lady Slee would be, she'd have, we'd have fun. Yeah. Yeah, we'd have fun. Just somebody to hit it back to you. <laughs> Rookie can fetch. Yeah. I found something. So Rookie it's would the tear up the ball. Quote unquote. The it's the global pickleball. Network. How did you find that there so quick? <laughs> and then you can go. Oh you can go to search Pasadena, California. Sure. And then pickleball players in, uh, in Pasadena, California. And then there's a button, there's Deborah, there's Stephanie, there's Blake, there's Jenna. You can have all these friends. See, there's four. There's four options right there, Al. Four there's people more. that want to play yeah. pickleball. So he's trying to recruit me to help his cause. And you can go to contact. Well, you're playing too. And you can email them. And you can say, hey, my name is Ellen Sliwa. I would like to be your partner in pickleball. Emily, are you going to practice at all? Yes. So my friend who actually went to Mexican restaurant last night with, she loves pickleball. And so me and her are going to get out there and try to at least familiarize myself with the game. Taylor, I don't want to embarrass myself. Going to Pasadena. All right. You mm-hmm. and I. You're on board now. <laughs> in Tahoe, too. I just want some Thai food. <laughs> I got two restaurants. You need to play two restaurants for you out there. You need to play because your 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 lukewarm response to getting some reps in is having me worried. No, I am going to play. I'm going to get some reps in. I'm not going to the pickleball. We're doing a pickleball tournament. I have to have an idea of what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) Has anybody figured out how to keep score yet? Because I never got around to looking up. There's something called the kitchen in pickleball. Slee, I think it's make it take it. Is it? I don't know. There's the it's called the kitchen. It's one of the squares on the court. Okay. I, I I've only played a handful of times, and I kind of vaguely remember. I think the serve has to be in the kitchen, or you can't hit it in the kitchen after the first shot. There's some. There's word. a good chance that when we're playing, we could make up whatever we want as far as scores, and just say it passionately, and people will believe us. <laughs> just make it up. Fake it till you make it. Yes. Practice. It's an extra point. Practice. So what? I, I, I'm not getting the real. You're, this is one of these. Okay, things now I'm not doing it. You're yeah, humoring yeah. No. me yeah, to yeah. kind of get me to change the subject. I'm worried you're not going to practice. If there's one thing that I've learned from you, you keep saying practice. I'm not going to practice. 
We'll then lose. I'm going to walk in blind with my left hand. <sighs> then we'll lose. For what? And that'll be embarrassing. Then then I don't want to lose. I want to win. Ron's probably a ringer, too. Ron was a ringer in R- softball. Ron was He's a good probably softball a ringer pitcher. in... Probably got a backspin on there. <laughs> probably 100%. <laughs> I need you to practice. You're going to practice? No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, good. Then it'll be your fault when we get knocked out by two old ladies. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, how bad would that be? You show up, there's two, you know, 73-year-old ladies who play. And they're just ringers. Well, they, down the they line play every, every day, time. and they just know exactly how to do it. And we're yelling at each up. other. They're, they're sipping on yeah, tea. I, I need to see the bracketing. I need to see how we're setting this whole thing up. I need to make sure that we at least get a couple of matches in. I don't want to be one and done. Mm-hmm. Like my, my, I want to last longer than any of the we other shows. We want the Charger regular season schedule. Yes. 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 I want to last longer than all of the other shows, and I absolutely positively cannot be a one and done. That would be humiliating. I have some ideas for our gear too. Yeah? yeah. Anything we can share? No. Let's yeah. Is it Andre <laughs> Agassi play, acid quiet. wash related? <laughs> no comment. No you comment. You kind of have a little Agassi vibe. You could actually pull that off. He had off. great hair for a while and but then, then he, he had no hair. He, yeah, then he and let you, it go. And there's a passing there's a little passing resemblance yeah. from Alan oh, Agassi. That might be the greatest compliment I've ever got. There I is. appreciate that. Thank there you is. so much. You should uh, see if Steffi Graf wants to go rally with you. See if uh, Steph has an opportunity to go do it. Um, I want to play this for you. This is Andrew Whitworth, who was on with um, Rich Eisen earlier this week, uh, talking about Sean McVay and whether or not he's going to come back. I got two for you. I want to start with this one saying that he'd be shocked if he's not in their coaching. Man, it's just hard for me to imagine him not leading the rooms. I mean, one of the most impressive things about him when I met him when he took the job is his ability to capture a room and and lead a group of people I thought is just so rare. Uh, I've been around some really special ones. When they talk, everyone listens. And Nick Saban being one of those guys that can just, you know, something about him, you immediately want to sign up to go wherever he is. And uh, Kirby Smart as well. He was there when I was at LSU too. And they're both like that. And being around them and their success and – and now, Sean, I, when I got to be around him, I told him that. I said, man, since Nick Saban, I really hadn't been around somebody like that. So I would be shocked to see him not leading a group of men uh, playing this game that he loves so much. That, to me, Al, is exactly he, – he said it better than I did, but that is exactly what I've been saying for the last few days. I just – Sean McVay was put on this earth to take a group of people, the, the most competitive, the most physically imposing, the most alpha – group of men that exists nfl players right Mm -hmm. his purpose in life is to take those 50 or 60 guys and say guys we're going over there and here's how we're going to do it and he that's the that's the juice in that dude's life to just think that he's just going to to what we're supposed like i can't imagine him not doing that now maybe he's at a point of like physical and mental exhaustion and he just needs to take a step back but this idea that he's going to leave for an extended period of time, I'm not saying forever. Even Sean yeah. McVay said, I'm yeah. not saying forever. But I think he knows that once football starts again, and if he's not a part of it as a coach, not as a broad, but as a coach, I think that'll eat him up from the inside out. That's what he's here to do, and he's great at it. So that makes me actually lean a little bit more towards he is going to leave the game for a second because you're not wrong with everything that you said. And if there's anybody that knows – it's Whitworth, right? Like, there's if anybody that knows. I forgot he played for Saban at LSU. Mm. I forgot. And that. Kirby Smart. Yeah, but I I say that because sometimes you don't know until you leave something, and I don't disagree with you that Sean McVay is that he was the youngest coach when he came into the NFL. He's still the youngest coach today. 
youngest coach in the NFL. Six years later. And and this is six <laughs> years later, and all the success that he's had, this is the only um, – what was the quote? There was a quote here, um, and I think actually was it was it Whitworth on this one? Oh, no, no, it wasn't Whitworth. It was somebody else. I, I got to find who it was. Might be, it might have been Vermeil. You won too fast. Hmm. That was one of the quotes that he had that just kind of looking at his history. He won so fast that he didn't actually get a chance to taste what the real NFL was. That he had so much success right out the gate. Um, and then to have a season like he had this year. And I don't think he would step away from the game because of this year, yeah. because of the results of this year. Uh, there was some conversation about it last season. And that was after him winning a Super Bowl. He- I, I agree with what, what Whitworth's saying. Of course, it would be shocking. But if he left for a year or two years, it would eat at him. Do you think you, we've had this coming? I think it would take place the three day, months tops. Okay, it, top. But, I think three weeks. But even even we've had this conversation before. You're going to tell Sean McVay at this age go into a booth and show up for the Giants Vikings game and talk about that game for three hours and be completely okay with it and then walk away and wait for Miami and Buffalo the following week. I agree with you that he that's not him, but maybe he does step away for a second. There's too much conversation and chatter about it that I think if he does step away, he'll probably fall right into what you just said. I got to get back in the league. So I want to read you the quote. It actually is from Dick Vermeil. It's from the LA Times. Uh, they uh, released this morning. It said, I only sat down and visited with Sean McVay one time. The only thing I can remember saying to him was, you won too fast, too soon. Every team I took over had been losing, especially the Eagles and the Rams. Anything you did, make a first down and they applauded you. But when you start out fast, as Sean McVay did, it makes every year tougher. Even when you win, it, win it all, like last year, geez, what do you do to improve off what you did last year? It's a lot. It's interesting, and what you're describing, and what Andrew Whitworth, I think, is kind of sort of circling around, is the idea of a hiatus. Listen, I'm not leaving. I just need time away from yeah. this. I want to be the coach of this team. I just can't do it next year. That maybe it is literally physical and mental exhaustion. Because this brings us to the next Whitworth quote, which we'll have here in a little bit. We're going to talk with Demarco as well, coming up in in just a little bit at 12:30. Um. There's nothing that replaces that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. And look, I'm gonna. I'm. This is a terrible comparison, but I think it's apt. The last time I competed at something, really, truly competed in an athletic setting, yeah. was in college. That was that was 30 years ago for me in playing baseball at UCSB. Since that ended, you can go play golf with your buddies. You can go there. There's things you can gamble and you can do these things and play in tournaments. It's not even one one millionth of the juice. Mm. Now multiply that to the NFL, mm. and I, I, he's a young man. I I'm, keep I'm coming take, back to that. I'm going to take one more thing. The Dick Vermeil L.A. Times. He also said something in there that he had reached a point where it was the winning didn't feel. Yeah. It, the the winning felt at least I didn't lose, but the losses just. Took, and we've heard people, Jerry West used time. to talk about this different. Yeah, that's common. Sean McVay is probably in a similar situation where even the winning doesn't feel that good. The winning is actually, well, at least I don't have to feel what it was to lose. Derek Carr is out in Las Vegas. He left a note and said, peace out. Where do the Raiders go from here? It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Luca in the house tonight. Little crypto.com arena, little Luca and the Lakers and yeah. LeBron. Is LeBron going to play tonight? Is he back? Yeah, I think he'll play. All right. I good. have a question for you. Yeah. Okay. I know, I, I know you and I, 5 30 pregame, tip off will be at 7. There you go. I know you and I, uh, by the way, Luca tonight and Bead coming up on Sunday. So nice. a couple good matchups. Um, I, I don't know where you are on like the whole MVP world, how close you pay attention to it, how Talking much you like basketball. that stuff. Basketball, NFL, doesn't matter. I don't pay that close attention to it. So I'm, I'm looking just because it's Luka and Luka's part of the conversation. So Jokic right now is the favorite uh-huh. to win the MVP again. Uh-huh. Can you give somebody the MVP three times <laughs> in a row and they've never competed for an NBA championship, and I'm not trying to take anything away I, from I, Jokic. I understand the question, but help me understand yeah. this. I, I, I was, I saw it earlier. There have been three players in the history of the NBA. Can I guess? They've won three in a row. Two win three in a row. Uh, Jordan. No. No. Yeah, I know. Ka- I was a surprise. Kareem. Me. Not Kareem either. Uh, Bird. Larry Bird's got one. Okay. Who, who in that span of three years won two NBA championships? Okay. Okay. Bird. Bird there's two more. Two more. Are they relatively modern One's a players? Celtic. It's an easy oh, one Bill when Russell. you think about it. Bill yeah, Russell. Okay, yeah. Who won three? Yeah. NBA championships in the three years that he won MVP. Um, and the last one is every stat you ever see is... Oh, it's Chamberlain. Wilt won yeah. one in Always, the year that he won the championship. That's going to be my next guess. Michael's advice, when the question is who is one of the only, the answer is Wilt. always Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> Am I, so basically so, in the modern NBA, it's yeah. Bird. Yes. And that's that it. modern is 30, you know, whatever, oh, how many years ago? 45, 50. Yeah. So I, look, I, I, the reason why I'm asking it is... I'm looking and I was doing some prep, you know, for today and I'm looking at Luca and NBA.com always puts like their MVP tracker and Jokic pretty much dominates the top and his numbers are ridiculous, but can you win three and are there no other players in the league that are deserving of an MVP? Of course not. Um, I think it comes down to circumstance as much as it does to, are you a great player or not? Right. That there needs to be what I hate this word, but it's apropos here. It's the narrative of it all. Sometimes you 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 have to give it to this guy because you have to give it to this guy. Or you can't give it to this guy again, right? That when Giannis got his first, it's like, okay, it's his turn. He's finally gone to that, and then he won it again. The next year, it's like, yeah. it makes perfect sense. But then it's like, hey, let's mix it up and go to the next guy. If there's another viable candidate in that spot, then you give it to the next viable candidate. If there's not, or there's a bunch of guys that are kind of all the same, like Jokic, Giannis, 
Embiid, yep. Kevin Durant's been amazing yep. this year. Like they're, Luca. they're Luca. There's a bunch of guys, Tatum. and they're and none of them are like clearly on the best team. Like with Steph or KD in Golden State, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. If they're all just kind of lumped together, then you just go with. And and, and I always so like I kind this. of I was like, okay, we share the now. This is the year that Denver has the best record in the West. They do, at the but moment. they're not like steamrolling everybody no, either. And and I, and I do think there's this too. And when it comes down to like tiebreaker kind of things, and I think this works in Giannis's favor. I think it works in Jokic's favor. If you took Jokic off the Nuggets, what are they? They're not probably not a 500 team or just right around there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with with Giannis. And if you're on a team like with Steph, for instance, yeah. it's okay. We've seen what it looks like when he's down for a little while. Sometimes they hang around, sometimes they don't. I think it's all of these things added together. And if you get just the right mix, but you're right. If you took Russell, Luka out. Chamberlain, Bird, Jokic, that mm-hmm. feels odd, but he's unbelievable. He's good. unbelievable. But three MVPs in a row, it's like. So there's no other players in the league that are deserving of the MVP. But that, more see, than that's that's kind of you're you're kind of you're kind of shaping that to sound like that. But there three are in other, a row, three yeah. in a row. But is there a case to be made where you, Jokic, for instance, mm-hmm. it, did Nash steal one that everybody thought should have gone to Kobe or Shaq? Na- Shaq Nash got both. one. Was I it thought, both? I thought, Sha- I thought Nash was winning. I mean, I'd have to go back and look. I thought basically Shaq. Yeah, he Nash went back to back. Back to back. And there was one. Shaq, every- I was like, he should get it every year. And there wasn't a conversation. Yeah. There, but there, there are some times where you're like, wait, hold on a second. Carl Malone over Michael Jordan. What the heck are we doing here? Come on, man. That doesn't feel like that's happened with either of the Jokic ones. It doesn't feel like it's like, come on, man. I know we got to mix it up occasionally. Maybe but- for me, because it's if it, if it falls onto a third one. Yeah, you're just talking about how teams look. The Dallas Mavericks would win four games a year without Luka. <laughs> okay? I mean, you're probably not It's the best wrong. way that I could put it. Yo, I, put, I think you're right. I don't think he'll get three Fun in a row. Fun to see Luka tonight, too. Yeah. he's Look, there are some guys you got to yeah. see with your own two eyes. Giannis, first time I'm like, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, never mind. Got it. Never mind. I, I completely understand now. Embiid's one of those guys. The mm-hmm. first time you see him come out of that tunnel, you're like, oh, oh right. That even in a league with other superhumans, Oh, he's different. I want I want that dude right there. Okay, my you know who was one of those guys for a period of time? Who's that? That just NBA players all across. Everybody's in great shape. Everybody's six nine and yep. just unbelievable. They, but he came out of the tunnel. You're like, oh my gosh, that dude is Blake Griffin was one of those guys. Just wait, you are you kidding me? Yeah, he's look, a highlight. Look reel. at that dude. Perfect body, so strong and over fast. Kia Optimus, all that stuff. <laughs> he, but he was one of those guys that just looked yep. different than even by NBA player standards. Okay, so. Am I crazy? Yes. Okay. 41 games left. Mm-hmm. Can they go 24 and 17? You, I, I got a question before I answer the question. What is their schedule kind of what it was in the first half? Unfortunately, I think it's it's tough again. It's tough? Okay. Yeah, it's tough again. 24 it's, and 17? 20, uh, I'm just going to say that there was a stretch. Don't dismiss the 2 and 10. The 2 and 10 adds. That's all part of the schedule. They went through a stretch and went 17 and 11. Mm-hmm. And then they played Denver in the last game without LeBron and AD. So mm-hmm. they're 17 and 12 over that stretch. Okay. Can they go 24 and 17 in the second half of the season? Expect AD to be back in the next, let's say, two weeks at the most. Um, they still got, you know, there's still question marks. There's, the schedule's tough. There's still a lot of players in and out of the lineup. Braun is still doing what he's doing. Is 24 and 17 crazy or not crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I think it's unlikely. Yeah. I, I, I think it's unlikely because you just don't know what you're going to get from Anthony Davis. As good as they've been with AD down, 
it feels like it's a little bit of an outlier, right? That it, and not only has AD been down, but Walker's been out, Reeves has been out. These are three important players. What yep. they're doing, and they they've won games anyway. That's probably not going to continue. You probably can't have three of your rotation players out and continue to win a lot more than you lose. I think it's one of those weird statistical anomaly kind of situations. Mm -hmm. But if AD comes back and he's really good again, it's not impossible. I, I wouldn't bet on it. So, but that that's that's probably the best answer. Al, who's going to be playing? I don't know who's in. Anthony Davis will have missed a quarter of the season by mm -hmm. the time he comes back. And what do you get when he comes back? If he if they if they go twenty two and nineteen, three games over five hundred in the final kind of the forty one games. You're right, the exact opposite. You're forty one and forty one. Which is not that's that's not a emboldened, you know, you're not putting your chest out and saying, Watch out for well, the Lakers at forty one and forty one. But you're probably in and then you get yeah. that opportunity from I, there. It's funny. You say you don't have your chest out with that. N no, you don't, but you might after you start 2-10, and 10, mm -hmm. right? If you, Was it 2-10 and 10 or 2-12? 2-10. and 2-10. So you're eight games under 500 through 12 games, and, and you're thinking, okay, this is not good. And if you said at the end of the line, we're going to be a break-even team, because you've got to be pretty good the rest of the way. I, I, I'm not saying this. I don't even like saying it out loud because I believe in the gods and karma and all that stuff. It just feels like you can't what they've been doing feels unsustainable mm -hmm. anthony davis was great he got hurt i don't know what he's gonna be when he comes back they're winning games without three of their six best guys no they're shocking That's, people every night and, and by the way i will say this if they do continue it if just some shape way or form they're still no this is kind of who we are we gut out wins we play hard-nosed basketball lebron's going to continue doing what he's doing then when ad does come back that is a team that i think a lot of people wouldn't want to play if they're if they're playing kind of sort of like they've played for the last month or so yeah. at the end of the season, mm -hmm. you don't want to play that team. Mm -hmm. That that That's different. I, I think that may be, if, if as a Laker fan, as somebody that's trying to paint an optimistic picture, best case scenario kind of situation, you want them, the way that they've played for the last month, you want that, that type of play at the end of the line. Because they're winning more than they're losing. They're not... They're in just about every single game. Yeah, LeBron's playing at a otherworldly level, and mm -hmm. you're getting production out of Thomas Bryant. You're getting production out of Schroeder. You're getting production out of Russell Westbrook. That you're going to need those guys to do it too. LeBron and AD are going to be what they're going to be. That second tier group of guys, they need to be like they've been for a month. And I just don't know if they can be. Last thing I got on the Western Conference: Lakers are one game behind the Thunder. For number thirteen, and they're two games behind the Clippers for number six. Someone explain to me that yeah, it, it's easy. I'm not. There are no great teams. Yeah. There are a bunch of average ones. Mm -hmm. I don't think in the Western Conference, how many genuinely bad teams are there? Two or three? The Spurs and the Rockets are the two yeah. bad teams. They're bad. Yeah. Everyone else, even like the the Lakers and OKC and team. Minnesota, they can the Jazz win or lose any right. night. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. They don't stink. It's not like they're a 12, 15 win team. That's what it means. And there also isn't a team out there that's going to win sixty. That's a, that's the other thing that it means. If the playoffs started today, Sacramento would have a first round home court. Mm, give me that. They would play. So they'd play the eight, and if it stayed as it is right now, they'd have the Warriors in the well, first round. How, no, they couldn't play the eight. They'd have to be the one to play the eight. Oh, that's right. They're going four or five. Yeah. <laughs> Who's I went and looked at the playing tournament. <laughs> yeah. uh, they get Dallas in the first round. Well, uh, that's Taylor, not, what do you hey, think? You I, like your chances? 
I'll Luke, take it. I'll, Luke, I just want the playoffs. That's listen, all I want. Luca would probably slice and dice because that's what he does. And he beat the Suns last year in seven games with all their guys. He took the Clippers to seven games, but that's also that's not. Man. That's not crazy. No, it's not. No, I, Dallas. You know look, that they're in it, Slee. That the that the Lakers are in the conversation of mm-hmm. will they? We can. They, they're in the conversation to not even have to be in the play-in. They could skip it. They changed the playoff format. Four plays eight. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, that can't be right. They can't One place 13. I'm going to have to check your math on that. DeMarco Farr joins us next, getting us ready for the weekend of playoff football. Talk a little Sean McVay as well. It's all straight ahead. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, Rams obviously are not going to be playing on Wild Card Weekend. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. The matchups, but uh, the Rams... Do you even know what to do with yourself this weekend? I watch a lot of football, only I don't have to go uh, into work. I just get to sit back and watch there quite a bit. Is. Cannot wait. Going to have a few. Going to maybe have a little uh, burger yeah. on the grill. It's going to be a good weekend. DeMarco would be into that. He joins us right now, the Super Bowl champ, DeMarco Farr. How are you feeling this morning, DeMarco? <laughs> Do almost anything <laughs> that you want me to do, mm. yeah, but I can't go for that. So what are you going to do no with court. your weekend? Where's my backup singer? Come on. <laughs> there we so go. Marco, you don't need a backup singer. Are you Hall or Oates? Uh, more Oates than Hall, I guess. I was going to say both. <laughs> Yeah, I heard they uh, they don't like to be called Hall and Oates. You have to call them Daryl Hall and John Oates. Uh, I'm going to stick with Hall and Oates. They they, they can <laughs> ask whatever they want. I'm going Hall and Oates. <laughs> Look, well, my mama, his mama called him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. <laughs> I don't know which one's which. I just know that one of them looks like former Dodger second baseman Davey Lopes, and that he's lucky I'm not calling him Hall That's and up. Lopes. That's Oates. That is, that is that's Oates. <laughs> Good. It, no it's yes. Hall, Hall and Lopes. I'm going. Yep. I'm the going with that. The long hair and the porn stash. Absolutely. All right, Demarco. <laughs> let's start right here. Um, 
the Sean McVay news, I think, caught a lot of people by surprise. Did it catch you by surprise? Uh, a little bit, man. I mean, Saturday, no, Sunday morning. I, I'm, I'm sitting in uh, Seattle, you know, getting ready to leave, going uh, heading to Lumen, and I get a bunch of text messages from my family. You know, they like to talk trash. And some teammates, your coach is gone, your coach is leaving, you know, all this stuff. I'm reading this report. Not The, first, the only thing I put out was that's all smoke. Uh, you know, he's definitely coming back. And then as we go on throughout the day, and I'm seeing people, uh, coaches, uh, media types, and we're talking about Sean McVay, and they're telling me he's gone. And I'm like, there's no way this guy's leaving. And they're looking at me like I got three heads. <laughs> like, are you insane? Like, he's definitely gone. What are you talking about? He's 36. Uh, TV's about to dump a bunch of money on top of his head. Uh, by the time he wants to come back and coach, he can have his pick of football teams. Why wouldn't you leave? So by the end of that game versus the Seahawks, I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, if I'm him, I'm probably going to take us some time off, too, and go to TV. Why not? DeMarco, let, let's say that happens. Hypothetically, um, Sean McVay decides that he's going to go go make that money, and however long he wants to do that on TV, there's always going to be a job left for him in the NFL. What's what's What would be the next step for the Rams from there? Uh, you know, the rumor has it. It's only rumor, and it would make sense because, you know, in the locker room, pregame, postgame, what have you, seeing how the guys react to certain coaches, uh, if you wanted to turn it over to Raheem Morris, um, that would not surprise me, and I think that would be fantastic. Uh, because think about it. This year has been rough, especially on the offensive side of the football. So the only thing that's kept you in it has been defense, and listening to him motivate a guy like Jalen Ramsey motivate a guy like Bobby Wagner, motivate a guy like Aaron Donald. Special. Uh, when you can coach those guys like you coach the end man on the roster, the last guy on your roster has been fantastic. So um, I've had this feeling for a long time. Raheem Morris deserves his own post. So if Sean McVay does step away, your head coach is right there. DeMarco Farr joining oh, your us. your next head coach is right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, DeMarco. So let's say that it's not Sean McVay. Okay, maybe it's Raheem Morris, maybe it's somebody else, but it's not McVay. Does it change the way that Les Snead, that the organization approaches the next few seasons? In other words, if McVay decides to come back and, hey, let's hope we get healthy, let's kind of we'll, we'll nibble around the edges, but Aaron Donald's back, Jalen Ramsey's back, Bobby Wagner's back, Matthew Stafford's back, that's if McVay is here. If they go in a different direction, does it speed up maybe the alternate option, which is instead of F them picks, we're going to collect picks, we're going to trade some veteran star players to try to get some assets. Do you go in a different direction if McVay's not there? Wow. Uh, well, look, I mean, if you're, if you're an outside guy, um, and I know that I think the, the name of the, the offseason is Sean Payton. Is that fair? Sure. He's the guy that everybody's watching. So if everybody threw their pitch out, well, how do the Rams look right now as far as the future? You, you've got an aging quarterback that's making a lot of money. You don't have a lot of draft capital. You've got a lot of money being spent in about three or four guys. So how attractive is this gig outside of the stadium and being in Los Angeles? So, uh, if you're Sean Payton, you may choose to go in a different direction. So, uh, hiring from within might be the best possible option for the team. Because if you have to go with Matthew Stafford again, you're going to have to table the offense to what he does best. Well, you're already fixed for that now if you can keep them healthy. As a matter of fact, if they all stayed healthy, McVay prob we wouldn't be talking about this right now. We'd probably be getting ready for wild card weekend. So, I, I think... As long as you have Matthew Stafford, 
uh, as your quarterback. And he already said he's coming back. I, I think there's only so many things you can do. So I think that might limit your choices of who will be here as a head coach. All right, DeMarco, enough of this uh, lottery talk and teams that are not in the playoffs. we got to talk about the postseason here. Okay, okay? My Jaguars are yeah, taking on the Chargers <laughs> this weekend. Um, yeah. Hey, of, of all the games that are out there, there, there are some games where the spread is just ridiculous. Um, there's three games that are divisional matchups, right? 49ers, Seahawks, Miami playing uh, the Bills. What of the games, the six games this weekend, is one that stands out to you that is a must-watch for you? Let's put it that way. Oh, Seahawks 49ers, man. That, that's going to be an old-fashioned slobber knocker because of way, the way Pete Carroll coaches. Uh, he may not have the horses or the roster that San Francisco does, but uh, he wants to play the way San Francisco is playing. And San Francisco is loaded. They're physical. Uh, I love watching uh, Bosa play football. He's, he's tremendous. Uh, so that matchup has uh, got me. Um, look, man, I mean, if the Chargers play the way they did against the Rams and SoFi, they got a lot of weapons. Mike Williams is healthy, no? Yes? Yes, I, I think he is, game. yeah. Yeah, he, was, uh, he okay. was, I mean, he had to play in that, in that game against Denver that meant nothing to potentially get an injury that could well, affect him in the playoffs, to. but other than that. Yeah, he didn't have to play. I don't know why they played him, but that's just the way it went. But I'm looking at Keenan Allen, I'm looking at him. Uh, Gerald Everett, who I think is a fantastic matchup nightmare, depending on who you have or who you're facing. And then they have another giraffe at tight end that's like 6'8". Uh, and then Austin Eckler, if he can uh, get that ground game going like he did at, at SoFi, they're a tough out. So I got respect for Jacksonville. I got respect for Trevor Lawrence. He uh, would be on my short list of quarterbacks I'd love to start a franchise with. Mm. But if the Chargers can hold that magic and not get in their own way, they're going to be a tough out for anybody in the AFC. DeMarco Farr joining us, getting us ready for Wild Card Weekend. Bread and butter or chips and salsa? Chips and salsa. Mm. Hands down. Okay, how, how, do you want the chips and salsa right when you sit down, or do you want it closer to where your meal's coming so you don't eat three baskets of <laughs> chips and salsa? Right when I sit down. I'll, I'll be in control of me, thank you. Yeah, just put that, yeah, put that stuff down right in front of me. Absolutely. Don't make me wait now. Yeah, no, that's the... Yeah. That, I almost want it to be in like a booth next to me <laughs> that I could just go grab a few and sit down. DeMar, you, you and I, I are similar... Absolutely done that. I've, I've snagged somebody's chips before. You, right you, in front of them. You and I are similar because I said the same thing to Al. I said, no, I, I want the table... I want the chips and salsa to hit the table when my butt hits the seat. That, I want I want those two things to happen at the same time. But just very quickly, let me try to change your mind on something. Really good warm bread yeah. with exquisite French butter. Are you sure you made the right decision? Oh, no, no, no. If, if I'm at that spot, that look, I'm going to the spot for the bread sometimes. So, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. If it's good bread, good butter that, you know, with a good olive oil with the garlic in it, oh, my God. And they do it right and they serve it up. Oh, yeah. Okay, but let good. me say, man, I walked through the door thinking I'm going to give you 25%. Now, it's only going to go backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? As long as I have to wait. No doubt. Well, I, I love how he walks into a steakhouse saying, I'm here for the bread. He wants the bread of the butter. When he was so quick to go chips and salsa, I'm like, you and I are usually in kind of not, because I went bread and butter. I just wanted to make sure that you had the full scope of the question. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that you understood. Oh, yeah. There's some joints that have the great, look, what's that place called? Is it Lucille's? They have these biscuits, a barbecue joint. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Lucille's, uh, I think it's called it, Lucille's Barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good spot. All right. They what, throw the biscuits out with that, with that apple butter. Oh, forget it. We yeah, got honey yeah. on the table, too, right? Oh, see, there you go. I'm hungry again. See, 
just to make sure we have all the proper condiments along the way. All right, you said that you're looking to that San Francisco-Seattle game, which it yeah. maybe kind of gives me my answer, because I was going to ask you, am I totally out of my mind that I think Brock Purdy can win the Super Bowl? Because this is a guy that was Mr. Irrelevant last year that had not played really any meaningful football at all until he got thrust into the starting lineup. He hasn't lost a game. He has weapons everywhere. He's got a great team. You mentioned that great defense. Is it a pipe dream that Purdy could take them all the way to the Super Bowl, or is it realistic? Wow. Uh, Might be hard. He can get them close. I mean, you're going to bump into the Cowboys or the Buccaneers at some point. Um versus Giants and Vikings, sure. I think D-line travels, but at some point you're going to bump up against either the Cowboys or, or Tom Brady and you got issues. But, look, going into next year, yeah, I, I think everybody in the NFC better take notice. This is their guy. This is their quarterback. He looks fantastic. Marco, uh, final one for me here, buddy. Um, let's Let's kind of get a prediction here before the playoffs even start. You have to choose – Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Give me an AFC team. Give me an NFC team. Man, uh, I'll take the Bills. I said the Bills to start the year, and I'm not giving up on that, especially now. I told yeah. you, Travis mm-hmm. and Slee, I told you it was going to turn. And sure enough, what did that team do? Uh, they absolutely came out playing like gangbusters. Um, so I think they're on a mission. Not only are they good, I think they're on a mission now. So I'll take Buffalo in the AFC, no doubt. NFC? Uh, you know, San Fran was on the doorstep, and, and, and I see where you're going with this. But let me see what happens uh, with the Cowboys and the Buccaneers first. But San Fran uh, has an axe to grind. They were, they were right there last year and couldn't get it done, mm. and here they are again. So that window is slowly closing, so they may know that. Um, you- I'll I'll say either Cowboys, Bucks, and uh, outside shot San Francisco. No Philly pick there, huh? Yeah, no it, Philly. It's interesting, and, and it's just this is kind of how it it goes so quickly. Isn't hurt we- hurt? Well, he played last the week eighteen, but he didn't look great. I mean, so he get another right. week. He gets another two weeks really Off, to heal yeah. before he plays again. Um, very quickly, Demarco, who's the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders next season? Man, great question. You know what? I, why did they dump Carr? I still don't get this. Because think of the free agent market, right? I mean, you're not going to go and go with a rookie. So you're thinking free agent. Well, which free agent, guy that's going to be on the market outside of Aaron Rodgers? That's the pipe dream. Well, which guy is actually head and shoulders above Dave, uh, above Carr right now? Isn't that the idea, though, that it is a, it's a moonshot, that it's a Rodgers, it's a Brady? Look, I'll throw it out there. It's a Stafford. It's, it's, it's one of those guys that has some pelts on the wall in the league, and you have to give up a king's ransom to bring one of those guys in. But, hey, we think we got all the pieces but the quarterback, not mm. unlike the Rams did a couple of years ago. Let's move heaven and earth to go see if we can get a Brady or a Rodgers. Okay, well then look at the Rams' 2022 season and see if you really want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, they'll just leave that part out when you when you make the pitch. You just say, "Yeah, we just don't look over here, look over there." Let's actually take you that off if the I podcast can, if I, too. If I can't get Rodgers, then I'm rebuilding. If I can't get Aaron Rodgers, then I'm going to rebuild. I think Brady might be just he might he might have hit too old at this point to do that. Demarco Farr on the sidelines for every Rams game. He's a Super Bowl champ, and he comes on the Travis Lee Show every Thursday. Thank you, my friend. Thank Talk you, buddy. Soon. You got it, guys. Chips you get- and salsa. <laughs> I, chips and salsa is a fine answer. I'm not I, like sometimes you know I like I get the look on my face. And I'm like, yeah. what, what, that's just wrong. Yeah, it's not wrong. 
it's it's a matter of but I felt like DeMarco didn't fully appreciate the bread and butter options available to him in this particular scenario. There are uh yeah, there I'm I'm with you on this one. I lean towards bread. What if you get that sourdough loaf and it's wrapped in that napkin and it's piping hot and then you take a big scoop of that butter and just whoop, you, I mean who says no? I got it. Like that's the timing of it all. I'm yeah. gonna eat the. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. eat 58 percent of it. Right. You want 58. I mean, they're, we're gonna say they put the first basket down. Hey, look. Yeah. Thank you. Very I try much. to be patient on it. I'd like a just before you even just. They bring, charge bring, you for the next basket. Nah. Some of these. Some of these are like that's four it's, extra dollars. You know that, right? I'm like I'm good. Yeah, if they're charging for bread, you're in the wrong spot. I'm good. No, <laughs> just fine. Bring me, bring, bring the, bring the baker out. I'd like to talk to him. I got some questions. Olive about Garden doesn't thing. charge. That's what I tell him. <laughs> the dub coming up next. A little super crosstalk as well. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and. Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. So a little bit of sad news to start the dump here, Slee. And I'm curious who this guy was for you. And I really didn't even think of it like this until I saw his name this morning. I'm talking about um, legendary USC tailback Charles White, who won the Heisman Trophy in 1979. He died yesterday uh, at the age of 64. Mm. Um, I grew up in a family where both of my grandparents on my mom's side are USC alum. My my grandfather on that side worked at USC, was a professor okay. at USC, covered mm-hmm. the football team, was friends with John McKay. Like the, they, they were SC people. Mm. And so SC was on all the time in my house. The very first non-Dodger sports memory I have is of Charles White. Mm. I remember watching Charles. And when Charles White was at his peak at SC, I was eight years old. Okay, and But I remember watching Charles White just – destroy people at SC. He's a back-to-back uh, Rose Bowl MVP. Just he was a terrific player. His NFL career didn't work out quite like you thought, but do you do you remember who like when you first start remembering sports memories, who was at the top of that that memory? So, mine is going to be in if obviously from a lake but it was magic. Yeah. For me, everything was magic. And I, and I wasn't even seeing magic in the Showtime era. It was really kind of right after the Showtime era ended. It was kind of this new page for Lakers basketball. I mean, Worthy's still there and everything else. Yeah. Um, only 64 years old, huh? Yeah. 
he had health trouble. And yeah, he had, it's unfortunate. You know, 64 is very young. But I, I, it was just one of those things. Like, gosh, you know what? That's the guy I don't that... really remember anything. I remember Dodger stuff because that was my thing and mm-hmm. baseball cards like we've talked about all day today. But I vividly remember watching Charles White on TV mm. back in the late 70s and, and the, the early 80s when he won the Heisman Trophy. Just mm. Sad to see that he's gone, but that uh, that's just the memory that it brought up. Aaron Donald was named to the inaugural NFLPA Players All-Pro Team. So there's the All-Pro Team that we've had forever and ever and ever. Um, Aaron Donald did not make that All-Pro Team. Uh, he did make this one, the NFL Players. So the players picked this list of All-Pro, and AD, of course, was on it. If the players are picking, there's never going to be a time that Aaron Donald is not part of that mix. Nor, sh- yeah, he's... Yeah. They're in a weird spot, man. Every t- like Aaron Donald is still a great player, yep. and he's he already kind of had dipped his toe in the retirement water. Mm. It just feels like everything's getting ready to change. That when when McVeigh got ready to make his announcement, it just feels like that is the beginning of a. All right, let's let's really kind of reevaluate this whole. Well, thing. it's interesting because after they won the Super Bowl, remember we were at the um, we're at the parade, mm-hmm. and. They were trying to, was it McVeigh trying to tell Aaron Donald, run it back, run it back? But there was kind of a weird vibe because there was no guarantee or lock that everybody's coming back. Everybody came back. And then this is the season that you had. Yeah. And I'm not telling you that these guys are probably sitting back regretting coming back and doing what they did. It happens. It's part of football. But it is an interesting transition for them. How about Andrew Whitworth? He's like, you know what? Thanks, but I'm I'm good. I'm yeah. gonna go do some TV. I'm walking out of here yeah. as a Super Bowl. The situation champion. obviously different. Sure, but yeah, sure. He'd been in the league for 400 years and had done everything there is to do. But AD's kind of in the not nearly as as how, how old experienced. is he? Whitworth? No, how old is uh, Aaron Donald? Uh, I'd have to look. Thir- My guess is 30s? 30. Yeah, I, I, he's 31. Yeah, 31. Yeah. Okay, so he's still got and he's still so yeah. good along no. the way. So congratulations to him on that one. Uh, happy birthday, 59 years old, Jeff Bezos. That's not your guy. You're a Musk guy. You're not a Bezos guy. Do you I, think he has a coffin uh, invitation as well to like all his friends? For his 60th? Yeah. Yeah, it's coming up. <laughs> um, net worth. What do you think his net worth is now? I'm bad at this. Uh, 50, mil- 50 billion. Okay. That's throwing number out. $125 billion. Taylor, you got someone over there? That's throwing number out. 500 $113 billion. Ooh, That's where he's at close. right now. Yeah, a little old, but, yeah. I, but my price is right. Price is over. right. You're yeah. out. I yeah. win. But uh, yeah, that seems like enough. My favorite is uh, when they say, I guess Elon has lost just billions of dollars recently and he's still worth 143. <laughs> yeah, well. But I love those articles. That's like the biggest loss in the history of one individual, but he's still worth 143. Yeah, it seems like he's doing like, okay. Right. He'll be, he's not, he's not thinking of, uh, you know, I better clip that coupon out of the penny saver <laughs> when I head down to the grocery store. I better downsize my apartment. <laughs> Get a second job. Okay. This, I, I want y'all to remember this. Okay. Well, what I'm about to say next, because I guarantee you at some point between now and the end of next baseball season, you know, baseball's in real trouble. Baseball, you know, everybody's getting old. Nobody watches it on TV. Nobody's going to the ballpark. Telling you, UCLA. <laughs> telling you. According to Forbes, Major League Baseball set a new record for league revenue during the 2022 season, earning over $10.8 billion. Baseball's fine. Can we stop with that? Can we stop with it? Baseball's Damn. in trouble. No, it's not. It's not. So you went to Dodger games this year. I went to Dodger games, Padre games. The, the ballpark has people in it. They're excited to watch baseball. Ten point. Well, I, I do. I do wish that. I mean, first you got 162 games, so I think just right out the gate, all those TV deals, everything. I I do wish they had less games. 
if I could have one request for baseball, can you can you is 140 enough? Can sure, we get 140 and call it a day? It will never ever happen. No, well, no, no. they only <laughs> go then we go this way. Yeah, that's never going to happen. Uh the AFC Championship game, the potential neutral site, we got it right, Slee. It's going to be in Atlanta if in fact the Bills and Chiefs play in the AFC Championship game in Atlanta. That feels about right. Yeah, listen, the circumstance to have to do what they had to do no, it wasn't perfect. Cincinnati was upset because it was going to come down to a coin flip if they lost that game this past weekend. It didn't come down to that. You're not going to be able to please everybody. This sounds like the best um, option yeah. of whatever other option People was out there. People are annoyed that it's not going to be outdoors. It's not going to get into the cold because both these teams could be in the if cold. If it was outdoors and it was in the cold, people would be annoyed that it's outdoors in the cold. But There's always right, going to be exactly. people annoyed. The, the, I, the cold thing would be more interesting to me if one of these teams were a cold weather team and one of them were not. Mm-hmm. Right? If this were if this were sure. Buffalo and San Diego or yeah. LA, that it, it would be one thing. San Diego. But it's Buffalo and Kansas. Buffalo is obviously colder than Kansas City, but they're both cold weather places. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes that big of a of a difference along the way. Um, let's see here. The Dodgers announced their unconditional release of Trevor Bauer. Today, he is now free to sign with any team. Major League minimum, just a little over 700000 Somebody going to take him? Okay, I, here, I really think I, they are. I was going to say... When you first heard the news that he's gone from the Dodgers, at that moment you're like, somebody's taking him out. I he's think. too good of a pitcher. Somebody's dead. Yeah. Anything change over that 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 span? No. the 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 only wild card in this, the only reason I think there's the, I'll, I'll save, I'll carve out one percent to okay. say nobody takes him, is that he refuses to admit any sort of responsibility in how bad of a situation that was. Not that he committed a crime, because mm-hmm. according to the DA, he wasn't charged with a crime, but just. If he just did one teeny tiny, hey, you know what? I believe I was falsely accused in this situation, but I've made some mistakes in my life, and I'm going to try really hard to reduce the amount of mistakes mistakes I make moving forward. There'd be a line of people to sign him. Hmm. That's all it. T- he does. He's not. Problem is, I don't know if do he's going to do what you just said. I don't. I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. Now, so that takes instead of having. 29 teams that may take a, t- a look at it it probably takes it down to a, a handful yeah the angels tomorrow the angels say you know what we're we're taking trevor bauer for seven hundred twenty thousand dollars. what's your response if you're the angels no you if they if they made your reaction to the angels signing trevor bauer would be what um i think there'd be you know obviously some pri- some surprise in the beginning i think the initial couple of weeks, and then you get to spring training, and then you get to the regular season. Be a couple but then weeks. eventually, it would quiet down and die down. A day it would. or two tops. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it would re it, it would resurface pop up again occasionally. Yeah. But I think it would be one of those. Oh, that's kind of weird. Okay, what? Whatever. He's going to pitch for somebody next year for sure. He's available. Seven hundred twenty thousand dollars seems like a very good deal for a guy that's uh, that good of a pitcher. If he just only say, you know what, I'll try to do a little better moving forward. It's time for a little super cross talk. Yeah. All right, so you're going to ask him. You're going to ask me what I thought he was going to do. Al. Yeah. So we've been having this little such debate a simple today. question, but a it great is. question. Okay. What is it? You can get one or the other. You yeah. can have both. Chips and salsa or bread and butter. Chips and sauce. Chips and salsa. No question. Either. No. I thought he was going chips nope. and salsa. Chips and salsa. Yeah. John? Bring that to the table. By the way, I heard you. Bring it to the table. Have it there when I'm sitting down. Ooh. 
wait for my food while I'm uh, scarfing down. Are you are you beers? Are you pretty good at? Hey, I'm going to take my. I'm not going to eat too much. I don't want to ruin my meal. I'm not good at that. No, I'm a meal ruiner. Me I'm too. a meal ruiner, and then I will ruiner. still eat my entire meal. <laughs> Nothing and feel but like ruination <laughs> when Ireland? I go to eat. Oh, chips and sauce is easy. Really? Yeah, bread and butter is just you know. Okay. Really good bread with that really. Rich yeah, but how often, how many places butter? have really good bread? Not a lot, but when it's done when they correctly, got <laughs> yeah. When you get that little it's ramekin, tough to screw of up ice chips cold and butter. Salsa. It's tough to. Screw but I know what you're talking bread. about the butter when it's it whipped and then it's like yeah. swirled and yeah. yeah. Well, good. I I love the wasn't it sourdough bread? wasn't it Michael mm. that was telling Billy Mac that he shouldn't use his hands for the bread. Well, Michael doesn't want anybody to use their hands for anything. He's a germaphobe. He wants to bow. So what do yeah. you do when you have the whole loaf there? Right. I just Michael reach. Michael would not eat it. That's oh, I reach saying. in Michael. and grab it. Tear a piece you, off. You have no choice Tear but to re- If it's like one of those loaves with any partial slices Any of in us it? would do that. If you did that in front of Michael, he would just pass on the bread. <laughs> pass. Pass. More for me. I'm going right, to touch everything we see in front 1992, of 1992, 1993, Tops basketball cards. Now, why, where did you get this box? So yesterday, I'm in El Cajon. Yeah. Okay. And I'm at my parents' Oh, is that, is that why you were doing the show remotely? You exactly. You were down south? So I was down there. This is 92, 93. There 92, could be valuable cards okay. here. So what I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm hoping for. Shaq's rookie card, probably, Ooh. I guess, right? That That's the prize in the set. But okay. it's not in this box because there's it's edition one and edition two. This is not the proper. Okay, edition. so wait a minute. So Jordan is probably the guy you want. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Carlo opened, got two Jordans right out the gate. <laughs> no in way. One of his pack. Two really? Jordans yeah. right there. In one are they, pack. What one are pack. they worth? Not much. Did you look them up? Oh, you did. Okay, look them we up? looked up. So this this box, right. you this, go to like Beckett's I'm, or something like I'm that. I'm guessing <laughs> Billy Owens from Beckett's, the Warriors yeah. is not worth much. <laughs> I don't think so. What about Minute Bull? <laughs> hey, I got Rodman. Let me see that bull. Yeah, Minute Bull. Rodman. Rodman's and, uh, Pistons, a good card. Yeah. Rodman. There's been a lot of Rodmans. Yeah. I've got Magic Johnson in his comeback year. Oh, yeah. Okay. We've got that. Tommy right. Wilkins. Gotten a That's a good one. Hall of Famer. Uh, Tom Tolbert. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, give me that Tolbert. Charles Barkley. John Starks. No, we have not. Sam Bowie. <laughs> Poor Damn. Sam. Playing for the Nets. Yeah, I got a Sam Bowie also. Poor Sam. Mark Aguirre. Not bad. Decent. I got Mark Aguirre also. All right. What are we, the what are we the Our third Jordan. There's another Jordan. Is it can't be Matumbo. The, the Jordan, does it have gold lettering no. or is it regular? Uh, I've got a Barkley with gold lettering. Oh, do you? Yeah. This that would be the gold be one, one, right? Yeah. That's so, the gold one, the Scotty Pippen. Taylor. Look this one up. Look up the bark. Oh, you have Oakley, not Barkley. That's oh, Charles I'm sorry, Oakley. Oakley. Oh, yeah, no. that, worthless. That Forget yeah, you that. Can put yeah, that worthless. one in the spokes yeah, of your bike. There you go. <laughs> you can tear that one up. I may so supposedly this box was worth about 150 bucks, 160 bucks on eBay yeah. unopened. Yeah. And then we opened it, and I don't think we have. <laughs> no, it's not. I think you know, I've got boxes and boxes of baseball cards at from home. when you were like, a kid. Or unopened upper Sam deck Perkins sets. Laker card. Yes. From as when you were a kid or as like a younger Younger, adult? younger, yeah. Like I used to buy, I remember there was a brief time there where it was like owning a stock. Oh, sure. Right? So I got 500 yeah, Frank Thomas. All-star. 500 Frank Thomas rookie cards. The Leaf, which yeah, is the valuable exactly. one. But I also bought 500 Ron Gant cards that turned out to be you know, completely not valuable you know at all. Do you know who my Ron Gant was? No. Kevin Moss. Kevin Moss. <laughs> Remember yeah, Kevin Moss? sure. Like, I was going to retire at 25 on Kevin Moss rookie cards. Yep, yep. Didn't, didn't, didn't work, work out. out like didn't that. work out. Were you so a, what, what, so what did you open them? What did you pay the no. bo- for the box? I have no idea. Well, didn't you get them from your dad's store? Yeah, I think so. And I, they I, sell for 150 bucks. The box? The box. So I guess before you I opened it, just gave it, it to it you did. for a bit? So <laughs> Just a bit. My, Even no. Slee was dad. It was all about Here, the do bits. this for a bit. No, here's what's funny. This is This has been sitting... 
in my closet at my parents' house. Mm. For years? Since the 90s. Oh, okay. So that thing has just been sitting there. I actually didn't even know I had an unopened box. I When I found it yesterday and I showed it to you, yeah. you're like, bring it in, let's open it. I'm like, well, if I don't open it, when the hell am I going to open it? Like, so I, I that's care. the question. So I've got all these cards, and some of them are really good. Like I've got Steve Carlton rookie card and oh, yeah. Tom Seaver rookie Those card. Those are valuable. And, uh, I got a couple of Ricky Hendersons. Less and valuable. Less valuable. Didn't right. they all go up during COVID because people were home? They were and- home, but anything made after like 1987 is basically worthless. See, I'd like somebody to come in. Yeah, I've heard that too. I'd yeah. like somebody to come in and say, just inventory him and say, oh yeah, you got this much, I'll buy this. I did that during COVID. Did you? I did. I literally took everything, because I was super into it, put everything in my garage on these giant like banquet tables yeah, and put an ad out and said, hey, anybody that wants this is willing to buy, come on by and take whatever you're not So it was like a garage sale for baseball cards? I had a couple guys come by and they're like, they take a quick look, 80, 90% of it worthless. Worthless. And then they'd go through and pick out some individual ones and the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I kept a few. John, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. I'm looking at this Minute Bowl card. On Mm -hmm. the back, it says he's 7'6", 225 pounds. Yeah. Okay. You've been covering the league for how long? 30 years. Okay, 30 years. Is there anybody that was just like, oh my gosh, like just from a pure physical standpoint, like Bull at seven foot six, that just even by NBA standards, like, oh my gosh, look at how enormous or different he looks than everyone else. I was the sideline reporter when Yao Ming came into the league. Mm. And so I timed it. I was sitting in the tunnel and I timed it with our photographer that I would walk in with Yao, just like walking side by side so you could see... The scope and the size. The, and, just yeah. how big he and is. you're what, 6'1", 6'2"? Yeah, and he is a legit 7'5". Oh, gosh. And he made me look like Billy Barty. <laughs> Do people know who Billy Barty is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think he was in Wizard of Oz. Or, or Vern like Troyer would be a yeah. more Vern modern Troyer, day. Yeah. And John, he wasn't skinny either. Yeah, and he was just... Um, I, I and. Like he made Shaq look short, right? I, that's the guy that pops. He in was my probably head. one and a half Ireland's tall. Yeah, he, he looked like I went up to his belly button. Wow. Maybe. Wow. So, Yao was playing for the Rockets when I lived in Houston, and so I would, you know, go cover some games occasionally and go into the locker room after. Yao's height obviously was the thing that kind of jumped out at you, but the thing when you said Yao, the first thing that popped into my head was the size of his head. Yeah. It mm-hmm. it it. it, it doesn't even make any sense it's the size of a beach ball only it's proportional to the rest of his body yeah, that's you crazy. look at those guys and a person that's seven foot five or whatever he was the head is going to be proportional to that it does it looked cartoonishly there was weird. an ad for apple macbook where muggsy bogues and yao ming I remember this were thing, both right? on the same flight yeah and they, they, they're sitting in their That's seats, awesome. and Yao takes out a very small MacBook and sits it down, and Muggsy takes out a very like the biggest MacBook, <laughs> sits it down, and it was like, no matter what your size, we've got a MacBook for you. <laughs> and the computer was almost as big as Muggsy, the one he was using, and Yao's looked like it could, he could hold it in the palm of his hand. That's, those guys are just totally you know, from another planet. And I know it's not that size, but you know, it's, it's LeBron, too. LeBron is. LeBron I know, is a huge a physical yeah. presence. He's yeah. a tank, but he moves as if he's. You can't have when Carl Malone was in the league. You can't say, "Hey, Carl Malone's going to move like LeBron." No, that's LeBron James. Well, there was a period of time where you know the answer to the question for most of it was either Russell Westbrook or John Wall, as far as fastest guy in end. LeBron was somewhere on the short list for right. a long. And LeBron's got what sixty pounds on those guys. 
Yeah, and well, LeBron is the best open court player in the history of the NBA. I mean, he literally, if there's four guys between him and the basket, it doesn't matter. He just keeps going. Westbrook's fast. Ish Smith is really fast. He's been on, you know, a bunch of different teams. Yeah, we were talking about De'Aaron Fox last week. We were in Sacramento that if he's not now the fastest, you know, he's close. But nobody has the combination of speed and power that LeBron does. There's never been anybody that... What about Giannis? No, because Giannis takes these long, lanky strides. So this is what I would compare it to. Giannis is Jerry Rice. He's not getting hit. He's got the, like like elusive. LeBron is basically Earl Campbell taking the contact. <laughs> yeah, right. he's he's running right through you. Um, Giannis probably takes the biggest strides of anyone in the NBA, but LeBron just gets the ball and takes off, and you can't start. And by the way, at age 38, no one's ever put up numbers like this. No, not it's, Jordan, not Kareem, not Kobe. Nobody. It's hard to quantify. Right, the, yeah. because the, when something has never happened before, you can't say, "Oh, it reminds me of this thing that I've seen." It, no one has been in their twentieth season and been, with a reasonable debate, one of the best players in the league. It's so, never happened before. No. I was doing I was doing homework. You know, LeBron was named the NBA Western Conference Player of the Week, mm-hmm. and he had a twelve game stretch where he was averaging thirty eight points and nine rebounds and nine assists. And you would have to go back to Carl Malone to find a guy who, over a 10-game stretch at this age, put up numbers even remotely mm. close to this. And Carl Malone, averaged when he was 38, averaged 23 points a game. LeBron was averaging 38, <laughs> like 15 more. I mean, there's that's, that's why I encourage people, if you have an opportunity to see LeBron play – like, I made my wife when we got married. I made her go see Jordan in person. I made her go see Gretzky in person. I said, I want you to be able to say, if I get hit by a bus, that you saw these guys play in person because these are going to be people that are going to be talked about for 100 years. LeBron's in that group. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. So if you get a chance to go see LeBron play before he retires, you should do it. That's mm-hmm. the question I want to get. So this is his fifth year as a Laker. Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Okay, fourth year as a Laker. When he came, I think everybody thought, hey, we're going to get two really good years, and then we'll see what happens after. Right. right. He's obviously in his fourth year, and he's doing what you just described. He's closing in on 40, but the production has not dipped really. In no. The eye test, it's a little different. That, 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 that's a little bit different. But what is a reasonable amount of time before you would say, is it another two years at this level? Is it three, or is it literally – there is no comparison. I have no idea. Could he be playing like this when he's 40, yeah, 41, it's a fair, 42? I, I, you know what? He is. He may be slightly past the top of the mountain, but he's not very far past the peak. I mean, he has had a long plateau of playing at this level. And, John, you would say he's uh, he's not quite at peak, but he's he's a little bit past. Yeah, but you, you said it right. Not much. Not much. It's a Kareem. plateau. When he was, I just looked it up. Kareem, when he was forty-one, that's his final year. Yeah, mm-hmm. averaged uh, ten. When he was forty, he they won the title that year, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. He averaged fourteen points a game. Hmm. You know, that's coming off of a high of you know when he was winning MVPs and and was like the head down thirty-five a game. Uh-huh. The difference is, LeBron is doing it. At age 38, he's putting up numbers that most people put up. Kareem was 24 when he averaged 35 a game. Mm. <laughs> you know, LeBron's 38 and averaging 28 a game. If you go, if you I've go, never seen anything like it. How much go, more? Like, what would? What, let me ask it a different way. 
what would surprise you? You're like, no. Could he do this three more years? Yes. yes. I think so, too. Yeah. Could he do it five more years? That, no. That, that I think that's the cut-up. You know, do it. Uh, you mean at this level? So he'd be 43 more years? to where he is still, as often as he is as he isn't, he's the best player on the court. Probably, I would say three years, John. Yeah. I, If I was giving him a free agent contract, I think I'd give him three. I'd pay him max money for three years. The only problem with all that, and, and this year is a perfect example, I don't think Braun wants to be posting up 30 a game. Probably right? not, but that he can, that he I can, think, is the, that the point. That he can, absolutely, but big picture, it was Right now he has be, to with Anthony Davis. They got no choice. Got, they got no choice. But the kind of, that was kind of the idea and the concept these last couple of years. It was AD supposed to kind Pass of take the over. Baton, oh, what was the right. question that you asked about the record in the second half? Because today starts the second half of the season that you asked me earlier. Um I think I said twenty four and can they go twenty four and seventeen in the final forty one games? Is that crazy you, to say? You know what's you know what's interesting about that? And I don't know if you did this for this reason. Do you know this that they play twenty four home games and seventeen road games? No, I did not know mm. that. They do. Yeah, that's the breakdown for this for the next forty one starting tonight. Twenty four at home, seventeen on the road. To be seven over five hundred after being under five hundred through the first half of the season seems like. It all depends on Anthony Davis. Yeah. It all I mean it always does. It all depends on Anthony Davis. I mean if he comes back if, if Anthony Davis comes back in the week or two weeks or three weeks yeah. that they're saying uh, and, and plays which, the way he played during that stretch yeah. Which yeah. where he really attacks then I think 24 and 17 is possible. If Anthony Davis misses significant time, I just don't know that LeBron can carry that team to a record of over 7 games over 500. Well, so second half. here's something to think about. They started two and ten. Mm-hmm. On the night they lost, the Denver game, uh, right? To no, they lost a game to Sacramento to drop to two and oh, okay, ten. Okay, yep, yep. Since then, they're seventeen and eleven. Mm-hmm. Since they kind of figured some things out, so yeah, they could go. And that's with AD missing, I think, sixteen games this season. Yeah, something big like chunk. That, so. Big yeah. chunk. Well, it's not just missing games; it's when he comes back. It's or seventeen you, and twelve now that they lost. It, the other night. Do Do you get the Anthony Davis that was kind of inconsistent, and one night was great, and one night was kind of uninspiring, or do you get the guy you got right before he got hurt, who was the best player in the league for three weeks? That's the other thing that you just don't know. Well, and you don't. Here's the thing: when you when you have a stress injury in your foot too, you don't know if he starts playing again. If the foot's just going to start getting sore again, mm. and you then you have to shut it down and either get surgery or stay off it for six months. That's when we'll have a lot of chips and salsa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. a lot, a lot of, of chips and salsa. Still going bread and butter. Still yeah. going bread and butter. Sticking with my original call. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Do, do, do. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.